Thanks for joining us. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll with you. Chris Cox next to me. Stan Spivey, the coach, joining us here as it is Thursday, which means a special here in Howard's on Bain is the twice-baked potato with the ribeye steak sandwich. So you want to come by and enjoy that every Thursday. Of course, Monday we do know is the cheeseburger. Tuesdays are hot dogs. Um, and if you want to know the others, come grab a menu and try it for yourself. They're absolutely delicious, the food here. Service is spectacular to go along with it. And not to mention, they have the best entertainment live entertainment in the Lakelands voted by the Index Journal's uh, poll back in February. So. I wonder if they consider us part of that live entertainment. Hey. We might have been voted number one in the Lakelands. <laughs> we, we've been looking at this thing wrong, guys. We've been, we've been, been looking at it, it all wrong. All wrong. <laughs> we got to talk to somebody. We need to talk to Chris about that. He needs to follow up on that. Glad, glad to have you here with us. Hey, we got a special guest that's coming in. Casey Wickline is going to be joining us. And uh, not to spoil it, but uh, we'll be talking a little bit of winter. Uh, sports uh, here in the middle of spring, so we'll we'll update you on that in in, in just a few uh, with that when he joins us here. Uh, also, we got big news. We found out that there is a new football coach, Chris, that is over at Greenwood Christian, and uh, it's a man who is very familiar with the Lakelands area. As well, well, your name as well. Yeah. As as I, yeah. I just didn't so, know. I couldn't put where he was, but now I do. So. Yeah, but uh, Will I, Rooney is, is, the, is his name, and he comes over from where Shoals, where he was served there, what, two years? Two years. Um, also the baseball coach, and he did phenomenal things with the baseball team this year. They, I mean, it's, this, this is a good – we call them home run hires. This is a pretty good hire here. But this is, a, this is starting to be – if we've noticed, this is starting to be a little bit of a trend, a trend. here in Greenwood with hiring alumni to come back. Mm-hmm. He graduated and in 2017. So, you know, this is a young man. He's coming back to his home school uh, a lot like Chris Liner. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's going – you're going to see that program rise up. Now, he ended up playing eight-man football while he was yeah. at Greenwood Christian. They yeah. switched over, uh, and he played a little bit of that 11-man, so he got a, a taste familiar with that. But, of course, he, he, uh, you know, his coaching career as of right now is very young, and yep. he was up there with uh, Coach Johnston yep. for, what, two years? Two years. And I'm sure learned a ton there. Now he gets his first head coaching job. At his alma mater, which is even more phenomenal. Yep. The pride that he's going to bring in that area is going to be unbelievable. But uh, Victory Field, uh, he's familiar with. He knows the ins and outs. I'm interested to see what improvements under his leadership is going to make there. Not to mention the tutelage that he's going to have with some of the athletes. Now, uh, there were some athletes that did end up, you know, when Coach Jolly ended up leaving and, and they ended up going over to Lawrence Academy in that regard. So he's, he's got some recruiting to do. But they've got enough kids. He can recruit it. <clears throat> the, the one underlying thing that we can't forget about is what the West Shows baseball team did this year. And he's the coach of that team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this guy's probably going to be the coach at Greenwood Christian Baseball. And we love to see two teams from over there that excel. He'll, he'll go out and recruit that baseball player to come in and play baseball for Oh, well, why are you here? You might as well play football in the same way. Well, since you're playing football, let's let's go ahead and let you play some baseball too. You know, and th- this is where I get at with the charter schools that want to play in in the public school era. But you got a a, a a private school like Greenwood Christian that's good at volleyball, that's good at soccer, mm-hmm. that uh, you know is is, and that's men and women's soccer, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's good at basketball in the process of all that. Mm-hmm. And their football program was up and coming. They were competing with the Dixies and the Weir Shoals uh, in that regard. So you know. This program has nowhere to go, but I think further up. Tom, you weren't here. Stan and I were here. Stan, the last, what, two weeks, two state championship teams? Yep. Track and soccer? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go, Coach. I mean, just go get the new kids already on that team and, and bring them out. Because, you know, a lot of times track and soccer kids don't get to play football because they kind of come in line. Right. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, you're coming into what has now become a pretty winning tradition at, at, at Greenwood Christian. And, like I said, I think the sky's the limit with this guy. I really do. And I look forward to seeing it because, like I said, um, we follow them a lot. We've been to Victory Field for some games. Y'all covered them for a while, I think, yeah. back in the day. And, I mean, it's exciting for them because you, a lot of times they get forgot. And that's why I think this summer they stepped up and said, you know what, we're going to bring some some trophies home that you're going to have to talk about us. So, I got your, <laughs> you got my attention, buddy. So, so with him, uh, so we got Coach Rooney, we got uh, Coach Bennett that we have to end up talking, the new coach that we is next on the line. They got in a little bit of hot water with the South Carolina High School League. Um up there and wear shoals and and you know th- this is this can happen and to anybody and it does um when you look at it but what Just what's going on at wear shoals chris because you've been you've been following this from the get-go <laughs> and it relates to our good buddy and, and and i guess tom i'm gonna i'm gonna start with this listen to like the gamecocks and the bigger teams and you know you if you Call into the high school league and you say, hey, we've got a couple issues that could be a violation. You do the right thing and you, you turn yourself in, and then you have a high school league who, who flexes on where shoals and they should be flexing on Oceanside, Gray, the ones that go out and recruit and do things they're not supposed to be doing. And like I said, these the penalties for this does not suit the crime, in my opinion. Um, as a related thing, let me just tell that group up there at where shoals, the Patriots just lost two uh, draft picks. We're doing the same thing for violations, so don't feel bad. My Patriots are getting getting packed too. <laughs> this is probably Jerome too, but well, and let me let me clarify. When I say recruiting, as far as what Coach Rooney has to do, I meant he has to go out in the hallways and get those players. Get to the come players out. in. Well, well, he's go. got a good nucleus coming back from his football team, and you know, success breeds success, and, and that might it be all it needs. And it doesn't matter, uh, you know, the soccer team won a state championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey. There's my kicker. There's my punter. You know, oh, we got a couple other guys on here. Oh, wide they got some speed. They got some wide receivers. They might even find me a running back out of that crowd. <laughs> uh, so, and, and the kids like winning. And they're playing together. They know each other. That That's a lot of the battle right there. The key thing about that is, though, is you're right about that, is the fact that this guy's young enough to play with these boys, probably play with some of the brothers. Yeah. That were at Christian, but like yeah. I said, getting back to where Shoals, I, I, I don't think the punishment did the crime. I'm gonna be no. totally well, honest. Well, you know, and what ahead. we what we do know is that Christopher Dodd, who's the athletic director slash football coach that is up there, um, committed a couple of violations uh, along the way. One. Um, uh, the violations had to do well two violations one was an open season one was a closed season so you practiced one when they weren't supposed to be practicing at all and then two they ended up wearing pads during a couple of their practices in that regard uh, as far as the the punishment that you asked about you know that that came through um five hundred dollar fine for each of those so that's a thousand dollars altogether they lose five days from their practice schedule, so they'll start five days later or have to end five days later. But I imagine they'll probably start five days later. And then um, they lose a scrimmage for both uh, the varsity and the sub-varsity. So that's two scrimmages they right. end up losing. Uh, and then they can't take place in the postseason. And that's that bothers that's, me. that's, that's one, one that bothers yeah. most of that us. That bothers here. me yeah. there. I mean, I, Well, they're penalizing the kids. Mm-hmm. And this is for a program that turned their own self in. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's I where mean, I just I, I, I just feel like this is just. I think the principal up there should go down there and request appeal a meeting and appeal this, um, and be you know you're gonna be honest with them. Yeah, we turned ourselves in, but we just think the penalties are too stiff. You know, you're hurting the you're hurting these the seniors. I mean, these, these and we said it last Monday. People forget in high school. You get four years. That's all you get. There's no COVID year. There's no medical no, year. There's no red shirt year. No, you get four years, and that's it. And, uh, you know, this is just hurting the kids. I mean, you get a chance to play in the playoffs your senior year. You want to play in the playoffs. And you don't want to be told, well, we can't because coach made two mistakes last year that really didn't mean a hill of beans in the and the whole mess, but take, I agree with you. Get the principal go uh, down, appeal it, take your money with you to show, yeah. hey, we're serious about. It. We'll pay the fine. We'll pay the fine. We really want to appeal what you've done as far as the postseason. I'm gonna throw you a little wrench into this real quick. Um, think that had anything to do with agreeing with Christian going ahead and making that hire with Coach Rooney, with him being a former coach there. <laughs> I, I don't think that would happen. Yeah. I think, um, you know. He, yeah, he learned under. They don't play uh, Coach in the Johnson same, and, and they don't play in the same region or nothing. It's two totally different things. Yeah, you would lay, hate to lose a quality coach, but schools lose quality coaches every year. And I, I just, I was just wondering if he had an inkling that there could be something like this coming down as far as a penalty, <laughs> yeah. and then this other job opens up that he, well, his alumni. That's why I think it wouldn't be anywhere can, can yeah, combined right. in any way there. Right. But it just, you know, my pee brain, it just hit it. And I was like, wonder if there's any kind of coalition there. But like you said, Stan, principal, uh, you're driving down to Columbia, yeah. won't you? Okay. We got Stan, yeah. you got to go to Peanuts on Monday anyway. Right, we'll go get we'll him. Call we'll call Jerome. And we'll well, call. there's a little more to this because Coach Dotson lost his athletic director job in the process of all that. They went ahead and put him on probation as far right. as the football coach goes, so he'll still be able to do that. But he will no longer be the athletic director, which leads me to believe that are they going to go back to Coach Johnston and say, hey, can you come back for a year and just be the athletic director? And knowing him, Stan, like you do, what would his answer be? Well, Chris had always told me that once he got his years in, uh, I'm buying me a, well, a lot of people don't know. Chris, when he got out of high school and through his college years, was a lifeguard at the beach, and he loved it. And he wants to go back. Now, he even told me, I'm going to sell my house at the lake, and I'll just go down to uh, Garden City or somewhere and buy me a mobile home. I'll be happy. I can walk to the beach any day I want to. So... He might be at the beach right now. Tell him to look for two, right? I need to make – I'll put in a phone call to him tonight. I still got his number. I'll put in a phone call to him and say, hey, what are you doing? I just – I feel like the way that when we had him at the radio station, he came in and a love for where Shoals yeah. and that students and that school right there. I just don't see if he was offered that he would turn and, it and down he, he for might. that reason. Yeah. Now, two years down the road, they, they may have a new yeah. coach. One of the reasons I think that as an athletic director and coach like this guy was – um, it makes it easier now, in a way, because when you think about hiring a coach, generally that a coach that's coming into a smaller program like that also has his eyes on that athletic director's job mm-hmm. too. And I think that's the reason for the suspension. If you start hunting a coach now, you're going to go out. And you're not probably just not going to get a coach. You're going to get both. One to take both jobs. And like I said, that's the reason he probably got suspended because they need an athletic 
director until somebody does take that job. Um, I, this is going to be interesting. I, every time, Tom, and it's Thursday, think about this. Every <laughs> Thursday, stands Power, let's put on the fly. Who's going to lose the coach today in the league? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope we're, we're, where we're filling up, we still got two jobs open at Dixon yeah. we, we've got to get. We've, we finally got, we think, McCormick covered. We got 96 covered. And, and now we got Greenwood Christian covered. So we get Dixie's coaches in, and we'll be we'll be at full strength going into the summer. I hope that's all with Coach Collier pretty quick so we can bring on here and do some stuff without our call yeah. or whatever. But Well, the next one we got to worry about is Dixie. Who's going to yeah, end up who's filling for, end up there for and, uh, and, that's and, I, and that is, uh, to go back to what you were saying, uh, small schools with athletic director slash head football. At Dixie, they've already got athletic director. You know, he'll 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 be an assistant coach, or he's the I can't remember if Jason if he's coaching the the girls' soccer team or something. But anyway, he's doing one of the three yeah, things, you yeah. know. And so it's not going to be we're we're coming out looking for you as athletic director and head football. We're just looking at you as a head football coach, you know. And this is what we can pay you, and you know, it's just kind of strange to me that we we are in the Lakelands and we have. This many Lakeland's jobs that have just come open or just been filled. Told my coach Bennett. When you said Bennett, I was thinking about Bennett Swagger, who's the new head coach up at Hillcrest. That's why my mind went rolling <laughs> again. Um, which we hope to have him on too. But it's just a little crazy that we're in this small of a town and area, let's say a Lakeland's area, and you got McCormick just hired, 96 just hired, and then you got Dixie, and now you got where Shoals. And I'm like, who's next? I mean, Calvin Falls <laughs> just hired last year, right? Didn't Calvin Falls just they hired, hired this fall? And, 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 and agree with Christian today. Well, well so, the, the, the interesting thing with Calhoun Falls, this is the this coach that they've got right now. This is the second year that he's been at Calhoun Falls as a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since Calhoun Falls, Falls had a head coach, the same one, for two years in a row. So mm-hmm. he may have that program turned around down there. We, you may start seeing numbers come out of down there. Thing about him is he's also now a track state champion now at Calhoun Falls. Congratulations to that team and the young, the two young men that brought awards home for for winning mm-hmm. state titles. And uh, I think one was four by, and the other one was a different one of the other relays, maybe hurdles. But I, as as again, we put on, it's on our page. So if you you want to check it out, go check us out. Uh, we try diligently to get everything Lakeland's on that page. And I know Tom gets mad at me because I put other stuff. But <laughs> um, anyway, we try to keep it Lakeland's real. But Lakeland's yeah, we I, talk, um, yeah, because we do. We reach scores. out to Clinton and I mean yeah. state champions in baseball. And I sent you a text last night. My cousin and lost to to River Bluff or the state. Um, but I just I, I, you know me. I'm just thinking in my head now. What's the next job? And there will be. It may not be in the Lakelands, but it'll be a job in the next day or two that's going to open up somewhere in the state. Well, well, we know so. we know Greenwood High is searching for a soccer coach we, right nope. now. Nope, we, 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 he's right. He's I got there. you. I put you on notice. And I put Sparky on notice. <laughs> My wife done told me I'd have to have a bed at the Taj if I took that. that was, job. Well, listen, that's going. That's a possibility because that is one of the negotiations I am working on with Sparky for me and you both. Oh, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> tell Beverly that that's fine. That's not, we can work make that happen. They got a nice room closet too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just <laughs> we do kid about it. But I mean, that was what it was. Sparky looked at me and said, "Hey, we got an opening for a soccer coach." Yeah. And first thing I just pointed, out, I said, "There he is, right there." <laughs> I wasn't joking. I mean, but you know, the thing about it, uh, and we've seen this happen in the past. Uh, it doesn't matter what school here in the Lakelands, 
that start looking for a coach, and it doesn't matter what sport it's in. Here lately, it seems like every athletic director has hit it 100%. The right coach at the right school at the right time. And it's every program. And it's hard to imagine as many quality programs coming out of different levels of schools that we have that we cover year in and year out. And it's not, you know, this is not, we talk Lakelands. It's not just about the football here in the Lakelands. It's, it's about everything, boys and girls sports. I mean, look at the baseballs and softball teams, how deep these schools went around. You look at some of the track bas- and field basketball, the, the track and field. Soccer. Uh, you know, it's uh, it may not be Greenwood High winning a soccer state championship, but Greenwood Christian did. You know, it Cambridge. might be. It might. <laughs> That's it might the be team this I was going to say. We always forget Cambridge, and like I said, yeah. they put basically have restarted their whole sports oh, team back well, up well, again. Their whole Other high school program, yeah. And look, boom, two state championships, boom, yeah. basketball, women's basketball, and uh, golf. maybe girls golf, yeah. So I mean, you know, guys, and it's, it's not, it, and that just speaks volumes for the number of athletes that we have here in the Lakelands, and and in the the I can't figure the word I'm wanting to say, but just a variety of athletes. I mean, every sport. I mean, it doesn't matter. You want to see quality athletes in quality programs, go to any of the high schools in the Lakelands area, pay your little from $5 to $8 admission, go in and sit down and watch some of these people play. I mean, it's the guys and the girls. I mean, and sometimes, be honest with you, Sometimes <clears throat> those girls' games are more exciting than some of the boys' games. <laughs> <laughs> that they are. That they are. Well, uh, we got a lot of other things that are going to be happening. Yep. Today is huge. There's a lot of stuff that is happening. Not only yep. is it the opening of the Splash Pad downtown here at 530. Uh, they've got live music, beer and wine, all that stuff is going to be going on over there at the Splash Pad. Food trucks uh, are going to be there. So that's one event. But you've got 96. You've got... Emerald, you've got Saluda all having their showcase games um, or their showcases happening tonight after school. Yeah, yeah. And Calhoun Falls, and I'd never heard of this. Okay, I've in all my years, a high school football spring game being played at 1.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. <laughs> Who yeah. does that? Yeah, I mean, who does who does that? You know, I mean, but I guarantee you, the blue flashes came out of the woods with the smoke and the fireworks flying. Mm-hmm. And, Apple had and their that stadium line, so. and that stadium was probably packed. Yeah. Any uh, I have not. You know, I usually get on the the phone and start checking with cats like Benji about Abbeville. Uh, who is this new kid they're talking about running the football? Have I've, you seen? I've heard about. How good he is, but um, this kid, is this the same guy that was our same cat? Let's just call it that. That started out the year last year as a as a freshman this or something. Got to be I just because he what was it thirty three and he was huge. He yeah. they the, when I saw the thing on the spring game, Benji just made a statement about they had done the spring game, and I want to think this kid had a phenomenal spring game. And I mean, Apple's defense should be really yeah. good this year. Yeah, that defense should be really good this year. And that kid ran for whatever they put on there about it. Um, Abbeville's in a good shape. And matter of fact, I think Benji, you, 
One thing I try not doing, if I do, Tom Carroll knocks me in the head over it as broadcaster doing Greenwood football. You made a mistake because you went ahead and just put in, you said on your page, you put in the address for the state championship game. Don't ever do that, Bo, because now something's going to happen and you're going to get kept out of the state championship game, but your address is going to be on your pro, your Rolodex. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, and if I do that, Tom Carroll, just throw me out the Taj. <laughs> Um, the, the other one is Saluda, because coming up, they've got all those JV players mm-hmm. that Coach Stewart was so excited about, much like Greenwood is, yep. that is his largest class that he's ever had at Saluda that is coming up, moving up into there. They're going to be fairly good this year. If what? not, definitely in the coming years, they'll be dynamite. Wasn't it the JV teams from every one of these Lakeland schools that were phenomenal, from yeah. Cowan Falls yeah. to Ware Shoals, and then the 96, and then Greenwood, of course, and then, like you're saying, Coach Young up at Saluda, I mean, the talent's here, and, and they're just producing. They're but, bringing them up from that team. That's, that's, that's what I was alluding to earlier. These are programs. And when you have programs, you look. Yeah, you, we can look out there at the varsity, those 50, 60 that these teams have on the varsity. But what a lot of people don't see are those 30 that are on the JV team that probably if you match that JV against some of these varsity teams, the JV may win. If they don't win, the varsity's going to know they were in a ball game and had to put everything they had. And the coaches are standing over there. The head varsity coach is sitting there. I just can't wait. Coach, can we get him? No, you can't have him. He's got to stay on JV because we've got too many up here. And we got just as good up here. You just got to coach them up. Yeah, but we, and we, it just you, rotates. They just they don't. Keep they reload. Yeah, them it's in. just reload. And I will reload. Yeah. yeah. So. so if you had a choice to go between 96 Emeralds and the Saluda, as far as the, the spring tonight, where would you end up going? Who would you want to see? Well, I'd like to see a little bit of all three of them, but I don't think you could make it all. You could probably make it to the first half of two of them. Well, we missed Calvin Falls but, already. So. Yeah, yeah. Calvin, we um, I'd probably say yesterday. Saluda, though, because of what they've done in the last couple of years um, and just what's going on with 96 with new coach. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Emerald, Emerald I'd like to see oh, because Keith like always going to be Emerald. there. Yeah, I That's where we would go, I'm doing. sure. Yeah, I want to see what – what that Who's going to take the place of those doing. those studs that they graduated? Yeah. And we hear about a quarterback over there at Emerald, yeah. so it'd be interesting to kind of see. Yeah, Holloway's a real deal. And yeah. coaches, you know, when I talked to him, what was the last month? Yeah. He was excited can, about Can we what fill he in the pieces that he needs? That's what I would be looking for. Yeah. At Greenwood High, we knew there were a lot of pieces, but the biggest piece, the biggest question was who's going to be our quarterback? Well, we saw at the spring game who we, the three of us, well, you weren't there, but. Chris and I and Jim, we kind of figured out who we thought the quarterback should be. And and talking to Coach Liner, he's kind of the same way. Uh, but he did mention he, he spoke at the men's breakfast the other morning. And after it was over with, I was talking to him and, uh, you know, really impressed with some of the cats that played on defense. The Dak Seaborn types, uh, a few other ones. Bryce and then and, and then and then we we mentioned you know he says we we was talking about the offense I said coach it it really looked good it looked different and I think that's part of looking good it did look different uh, some success but a lot of he said well if you looked at the bottom right hand page you saw the offensive line. In other words, <laughs> meaning, you know, meaning, they were not playing. Yeah, they are hurt or yeah, up the track the, and everything. Uh, else. Our, our, our starting senior uh, center, he was playing left tackle because he was about the only one that was still healthy. So uh, a lot and part of 
what he talked about in the meeting the other morning was uh, getting the kids to SCA camp. And he wants every kid to go. And he has to get out here and shake the bushes. Well, he shook the bushes Tuesday morning, and he walked out of here with enough money to make sure that every kid gets to go. He's already over what he needed, and the money's still coming in. And he appreciates the Greenwood community so much for doing that that if you need a speaker, this is the guy you need to get. He will. You can. You'll go to your job fired up, ready to work. <laughs> It reminds me when we first met uh, Tad DeBose in the process. We were yeah. ready to run through a brick wall. Tens of needles, but I was, I was yeah. biting the top, uh, tops off nails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's, it is a hard choice to make which spring game you end up going to tonight. It's, it's, if you had an ultralight or an airplane, you could circle over one and watch for a while and then move to the next. But I don't think we can. We can well, what we need to do, four? We, yeah, what we need to do Chris can call his buddies and get them to put up a – a drone over Saluda and a drone over 96. <laughs> and we can go to Emerald with Chris's iPad over there. We can watch We can watch three games at one time. He's a Chromebook. Put it up on the That's screen. what I'm saying. We'll I got a Chromebook. We can put it up on the video board at at the football game. I'm just going to call you and then Chopper 4. We're going to be right. Yeah, okay. We're going to land on the rooftop at Howard's. <laughs> Come see that. Um, All right, but it, there's so many to go to. So there you go, Lakeland. You're going. By the time Tom gets this out, man, go out and, and see. And it's an exciting time game. because you got new coaches, you got new players, you got new systems. Every school's got something new that they're doing this year, and it makes it intriguing for us as sports guys. We want to know, you know, like just with like with Greenwood High with this new offense. We yeah, Chris has told us it was time to make a change, but. We were still – Still went on until you saw we it. We don't man. know. That that offense you've had on the field, it's been pretty good here lately, you know. Uh, but we saw it happen. And we've got a new – got the new coach down at 96. What is he bringing to the table? And we don't know. What's he changing? Right. That's what's the key. What's he changing? What's, um, what's going to happen? Like last year, for one, you know, I've grown up around Emerald football a lot um, when they were the Raiders back in the day yeah. when I was there. But um, – the offense they implemented last year was a change for me yeah. because they didn't always go from the, you know, what do we call it, the E-look or whatever, using the, the old A-block with the running back all the time. They did throw the football some. Mm -hmm. Really good receivers. Mm -hmm. Kicking game became more involved. Tight end became huge, big, huge for a while. And they've had a big tight end for the last two or three years. And they've moved on to do big things for a tight end and Emerald. So, I mean, you saw it last year, and we've already seen it this year at Greenwood, and you're only going to continue to see it throughout the season at Greenwood High School. And I'm sure that they're going to tweak something around. And I, 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 the problem with Emerald is, is the who they got to play. Their, their, their region foes is just some well, really good The thing team. is, is they've been getting better each year. Yeah. And this will be the second year so, of this new spread offense yeah. that they've got running. Um, you got to look at Clinton. They've graduated some cats that could flat out fly, as as, as we've seen by the track uh, field and track aspect of it as well. But it's, you know, you got Clinton. Other, don't forget the CH team. <laughs> you've got Chester uh, that you've had to deal with. Chapman, uh, Union uh, Chapman has been a problem in the past. Um, uh, you know, so you, you've got some really good schools that you're there, but you 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 haven't lost ground. That's what I I That's the key. look well, at. The program is getting better. The the kids are starting to understand what the coaches want, what they expect, and this is not 
once the season starts. This is the off-season workouts. This is doing the right thing in the classroom. You know, and that going from one head coach to another, there are going to be differences. And once you get two, three years into your program, you start seeing a lot of difference. And these cats are showing up for weight training in the summertime. They want to be there. They want to be with their buddies. It's not, they're not going out there for themselves. They're going out there for the buddies that yeah. were on the team before. Yeah, I looked up the, the interview that the Index Journal did, and, and you know, I, Cody was the one who ended up writing the article on uh, the spring game that's coming up and all that. And he, he found out that on offense, you know, of course, Key Holloway is, mm-hmm. is the deciding factor that, that you're going to be looking at there. But there are a couple of other guys, if I can go back and, and see who he mentioned, but uh, Jordan Green. He's going to be a senior. He was a junior last year. Um, had a big, had some big catches that were there. Christian Foster at running back, a sophomore that was moving up that did well on the JV squad. And then you got Carson Wright in the, as a slot receiver. We saw his name a couple of times last year as well. So you've got some guys that are familiar with the system already that have gone through the spring now and are going to go through the seven on sevens, and they'll be good by the time fall rolls around. You know, yeah. uh, and Coach DeBose does a lot like the other coaches, Jamie Nichols, Chris Liner. I, I, the one thing I haven't looked at, Tom, that you probably have is what are their non-region games? You know, last year they played some big boys. Well, they, they haven't changed. I mean, you still got, what, BHP on the list? Okay. West yeah. si- no, West no, Side West is Abbeville. Was Abbeville. Yeah. yeah. That was but, there, but, but, and that's the other thing that, <clears throat> that we're seeing here in the Lakelands. And, you know, I want to say it started back with Gene Cathcart and Chell Dula. We're going to play the best teams that are available. We're not going to just go find somebody just to have a game. We want to play the best. And it, it's filtered into everything. You know, Abbeville for a long time, everybody was on Coach Nichols about, you non region, go somebody. play somebody. <laughs> you know, play we somebody. We still are on that. But. And, and, and all of a sudden now he's got Westside on the schedule or Pickens and I don't forget who else he's got. Yeah. Some other ones that are going to challenge his team. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. They may be for a school, but he feels like as a two-way, he can go against them. And let's see where we stand. And that's all anybody's ever wanted him to do. And he's doing that now. Emerald has done it just like Greenwood. Yeah, We're no. going to play the best. We don't care who it is. So Emerald uh, opens up with a conference game against ninety or a non-conference game no, with ninety-six. 96. Then they Rivalry get that open game. date. Yeah. Then they get Ware Shoals. So that'll be at home or at Ware Shoals. No, is that right? Yeah, it'll be oh, Edward Shoals, uh, Belton Honey or Saluda, Belton Honey of Path, Crescent, East Side was a big one, and then yep. they start conference with Wood or Woodruff, Chester, Union, and Clinton. Coach Wilcox and East Side. Yeah, and we got to make mention too. Woodruff's got a new football coach to go along with all that. So when when you turn around and look, we don't really know what Brett Sloan is going to do, who uh, comes from Georgia as an offensive coordinator. I was going to ask you, is he a former Woodmont guy? <laughs> 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 or Woodruff, so, uh, yeah, so he takes over for Bradley Adams over there at Woodruff. But, you know, Collins Hill, Georgia is where he's he's coming from, offensive coordinator for football program out there. So we, we may see a, a, a different kind of spread out of that guy. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Emerald stacks up against those three, the big three uh, as well. We know they're probably going to end up beating Union. It's Woodruff. Um, it's going to be the same three that yeah. they're going to play toward the end of the year. Clint, Woodruff just 
Clinton, Chester, Chester and Clinton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, – And Union's got to be a win. Let's, and doesn't yeah. Union have a new coach or no? Um, let me check real quick. No, Reunion okay. does not have a coach. Right. They must have him last year. Yeah. You know, and, and Greenwood's kind of in the same boat when you look at it because Berea, um, we get to play them, but Drew Chisholm, who is the uh, AD over there, is going to take over for Julius Prince um, that was there. And then the other one was uh, Pickens, which kind of surprised a lot of us that yeah, Chad Smith us, was, yeah. was stepping down. But we kind of saw that at the end of the year that um, fans were kind of – shall we say uh, non-supportive of the coaching staff at that point uh, then, by the but, time Greenwood got to play them. But then you get uh, early stepping down at Westside. Mm-hmm. That was, to me, but that was a big one. Now, Brian yeah, Lane is pretty Brian, good. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped in for his you know, place. Um, as of last year, now let's see what happens. You know, and see. But uh, – I think well, that means Westside's going to be back on track like they were, didn't that? If Apple plays them in the, again this year, that'll be an interesting matchup, yeah. matchup between those. Funny how we always end up back on football, <laughs> isn't it? <Yeah. laughs> but football, well, we're at spring practice now, man. So yeah. And that's time. that's what well, started it. So. Well, the thing yeah. about it, all the schools are ending up, you know, all the sports are pretty much over with now. Now you start the award ceremonies, the, the academic, the athletic, and, and you go to any of them or go to both of them. I challenge go to both of them, and you'll see a lot of the same ones that get up and walk up there to pick up their athletic awards that'll walk up there and pick up an academic award too. I mean, it, it just goes hand in hand. And that'll be another reason that you'll have parents and you'll have people at these spring games because they'll, they'll uh, what, what was it we did last week? Um, acknowledge that they're yeah, there yeah. and what awards and what teams yeah. they played on. So that's going to get a lot of parents up there to support their kids that don't necessarily play football, but are, are we're good at golf yeah. and soccer and everything else. And that, that's why we had a good crowd. We had a really good crowd spring Big game. Crowd. So that's what I'm really hoping for the rest of those games tonight. Uh, show, uh, showcases, spotlights, spring games, whatever you want to call it. Um, I hope you got the same crowd that we brought out. I know Green was going to bring them out. We know Saluda, they're going to be there. They're the rest of these, they'll, they'll pack the house. Like last night was Abbey Bills, and like I said, they they didn't miss a beat. <laughs> they just reloaded another year. <laughs> uh, if you watch the message boards and everything with Abbeville, uh, it is everybody's saying it's a one man show this year that they're due to repeat again. Yeah. In the process. Well, you got so. here's the thing. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but except for the way that that Oceanside Collegiate game went. They're going to have to pick it up, and I and that's that's exactly what um, Jamie Nichols is telling them over there. We ain't set for nowhere. The only thing you're set for is to fail if you don't improve. I mean, we know Jamie well enough to know the kind of coach he is. He's not going to sit back and rest on the laurels of what they did last year. It's next man up, and it's time to play. And that was a pretty interesting game last year with Oceanside for State. So you, get, you better get ready because it's probably going to be one of them two cats again. Cat's the word today, by the way, with Gray and Oceanside, I guess. <laughs> Fighting and competing. We've used Cat about 50 times, and we haven't talked about Kentucky anything yet. So, but, um, yeah, Here at Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood, we are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Make sure to come on by and enjoy some great food that is here as Amber and her staff are constantly delivering and keeping uh, the water glass of mine full throughout the entire afternoon, which is a, a good thing for me. But we want to encourage you to come on out, take part in the daily specials. As it is Thursday, that means the twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich is the special of the day. So, uh, And I emphasize the twice-baked potato because it is <laughs> really, really That's good. Um, we're going to talk a little bit uh, 
of bobsledding, something that we normally don't do uh, in and around this area. We don't get a chance to because it hardly ever snows. But <laughs> glad to have with us a, a former bobsledder, and uh, that being Casey uh, Whitline. Whitline, yep. And glad to have you with us. Welcome to Greenwood. Glad to be here. Yeah, this is great. I came in to get the special and perfect. doing an interview now. See, so. you're, you're doing what's perfect. You got what you need to get here. Uh, we know them all for every day of the week. Okay, so yeah. You'll be good to go if you come back. But uh, we appreciate you, you know, spending a couple minutes with us talking about it. Yeah, that is one event that I have always wanted to try. You don't want to do skeleton or the luge or any of those? Can you imagine my big tail <laughs> and a skeleton doing something like that? But no. Nah, I, I, bobsled is one of the things that I do actually love to watch. I'm, a, I'm more of a winter Olympian guy than I am a summer. You're mm -hmm. more than summer guy. They do have passenger um, rides you can get on. Now see, now I'm interested. There you go. You go to Lake Placid or Park City, Utah. Those are the two tracks we yeah. have in the U.S. There you go. So yeah. you can go to one of those. And Park City's a good long run, too. I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've driven by. I haven't actually taken part in it, but I've seen it. Oh, yeah. It would so. be like an adventure park for me. It is. Whole, whole, waiting line. That whole athletic <laughs> facility is an adventure park. It's beautiful, that's out there. yeah. In case you you said you're living in Greenville now. Are you where are you from? I'm from Greenville. Okay. Yep. So local boy doesn't get it. But see now, see that's what I'm gonna have to get on Julia and those gats at WYFL because I, I ought to know this fellow by now. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well I did some back in two thousand fourteen I did some interviews and like deal. with WYFL. We gave her a hard time. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well how'd you get involved in, in Bob Sledding being from from Greenwood? Or Greenville. So, yeah, you, you think like you know South Carolina is a very hot state. We don't have a lot of snow. Like, how, but they actually they do get a lot of athletes out of the southeast. You know, they they hold combines all across the country, and they get a lot of ex track athletes, ex college football players, which I'm neither. So I was working. I was actually working for the Greenville City Fire Department. I was a firefighter full time. You know, had didn't never I didn't know anything about bobsled other than cool runnings growing up, and but I heard that they were having tryouts at Furman University, and I decided to show up, get a T-shirt, tell cool stories. Hey, yeah, I tried out for the bobsled team one day. <laughs> and I showed up and did pretty well at tryouts, and they invited me to Lake Placid, New York, for the next round of tryouts, and then did well in that round, and then kept progressing and ended up walking onto the national team my first year. And then all of a sudden, boom, getting paid to push bobsleds all around the world. So it was very random and but it was a, it was it was an unbelievable experience so i went from fighting fighting fires to making team usa pushing bobsleds so i competed for three seasons um two world championships and got to see the world and compete for my country yeah. and yeah that's awesome. unbelievable. That is unbelievable and yeah. that's kind of stories that we look for here we're not it doesn't have to be the nfl guys or or whatnot <laughs> i'm more intrigued with the fact that you qualified at Furman university how did that work they just hold random combines all over the country. What did and you push around a shopping cart or something? No, so <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. A lot of people ask that question, but they test you on a series of exercises that kind of compute in like if you're going to be good at bobsledding. And the biggest thing is speed. Like you've got to be fast, fast, fast. So they test you on a 60 meter sprint. But the other thing too, you need to be really powerful and explosive because our job as push athletes, I mean, we're only pushing for three, four, five seconds. So our job is to get that heavy sled up to full speed, and then once, we, once we're done pushing, we get in the sled, get out of the wind, get as aerodynamic as possible, and we want to know the course just so we're not dead weight flopping around in the sled, but the driver takes it from there until we cross the finish line, and then the brake man pulls the brakes and stops it. But, yeah, our job is, you know, 
short and sweet, but it takes a lot of training and a lot of the the art of getting into the sled and as a team running full speed, that's very, very difficult. And it takes a lot, a lot of practice to do that. But pr pretty much we're just big, we're big sprinters. Like all we did was lift weights and sprint and push sleds. So... And chase Olympic women, which is what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just. I don't know if it went that far. That's a phenomenal <laughs> story. I mean, I can you I can you walk you walked in here. I guess I who is the student front door? Because you are a fit guy, as you can tell. And the other guy that does our podcast with us is a retired Greenwood City firefighter. Oh, so nice. he's gonna hate he missed it. He'll, yeah. he'll be here in a little yeah. bit. But um, you you said that you didn't actually compete in the Olympics. But what games did you go to that led up to those Olympic games? So I started, I started after 2014. The 2014 Olympics were in Sochi, Russia. And quick story, um, I remember sitting at the fire department, and the Olympics were on, and I was watching it because I always liked watching the Olympics. I always loved watching bombsled because that's one of the last events in the Winter Olympics. And I remember sitting there watching it, like cheering on Team USA. And then it was so weird because pretty much a year later, I was going to be in that same sled, and I was in Sochi, Russia, because we go to each track throughout the season. The season's 12 weeks long. We go to each. Um, so a year later, I was in that same sled and that same track. And if someone would have told me that, like, right then, when I was, I would have been like, what are you talking about? I don't know anything about bobsled. But, yeah, I competed um, two world championships, one in Eagles, Austria, and the other one was in Winterberg, Germany. Oh, wow. So, Gorgeous areas, too. Yeah. So... I got to travel a lot, and but those were the two world championships. But I didn't make the 2018 Pyeongchang team. So, but yeah. then I kind of aged out of the sport, <laughs> believe it or not. Like you start getting, you know, a little slower, and <laughs> oh man, you you you, you, dro you drop five thousandths of a second, right? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. The sport's <laughs> measured in you know hundreds so of a second. So do we not have a Champions Olympics like we do a Champions Senior Tour in golf to where if you're 50, you get to join that tour? Yeah, right. <laughs> it becomes a hobby after we, that. We know, well. we know the perfect part, yeah. I, That's right. I, I love the fact that he jumps in the back and be the break, man. I can do that with the weight. I just yeah. put my hands down. Um, well, you want to be heavy in bobsled. It's a gravity yeah. sport. So I am going to try this, by the way. We are, I'm going to see what I can do to work this out. Two-man, four-man, which do you prefer? I did both. Oh, so preferred – Probably four man. That's that's the big the big event. Like, there's nothing like four man. Like fitting four guys my size into a sled. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a. I, I don't know. It's it's like a. I don't know. Just getting all four of us running full speed, delicately getting into the sled to where it's not kicked to the side and you're losing time because of friction. Um, but I did two man also, but I prefer four man for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It sounds like a good time. Now, you got any other friends or family that are interested in bobsledding now? Or? Um, they did They did tryouts again in Furman, and I talked a few guys into going to try out. I don't know how well they did, but, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot, I, a lot of – I made so many friends, like lifelong mm -hmm. beer friends, like just in a short amount of time that I still talk to every day. A favorite track. Do you have a favorite track out of all those 12 you mentioned? Favorite track. Um, or experience, I should say. Everyone, <laughs> usually everyone's favorite track is in um, St. Moritz, Switzerland, because mm -hmm. it's so beautiful there, and it's a long track, and it's nice and smooth. But there's some – my least favorite track is Altenburg, Germany, because I've been injured twice there. Um, that, one's, that one's everybody's least favorite track. That and Lake Placid are, are the roughest tracks in the world. 
So and that's where he sent me to. Right. Uh, Switzerland is awesome, by the way. That's, that's the one city I would leave this country for, by the way. I think you're going to say like Norway or somewhere just because of the. Well, Austria is beautiful. I mean, any, you, get, you get in that Alps area. And you're not going to lose. In Koenigsegg, Germany, that place is. But that track actually got destroyed because they had a big flood. And it's kind of in this valley. And that track got destroyed. I don't know if they're going to rebuild it or not, which is really sad because that track is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> now when you do watch the Winter Olympics, do you go through the motions as they're going through turns as well? Oh yeah, I dress. It's, I put my speed suit on, <laughs> my helmet. Yeah, we're gonna look. He's gonna fit turns. right in with it. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna do another podcast with him when he knows about it. He's gonna wear a speed suit. In oh here. yeah, I bring. I have a bunch. Everyone can wear one. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is just, and like I said, your career basically mm-hmm. ties into this because you're in now in a different team doing as a firefighter um any similarities to your job and to the speed concept of course the being fit strong lean guy that has a lot to do with it too with being a firefighter so it kind of blends in with what you do for a living now yeah well so after after i retired from the team i actually didn't go back to firefighting so now i'm more in the construction world um but absolutely because like firefighting is absolutely a team sport and you this is where you plug them Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Sponsors, just, man, you gotta, you gotta love them. Exactly, yeah, we're doing a big development down here, so if you're looking for a house or a duplex or something, we got you. We're building them, so. Awesome. <laughs> you can give us the name of it, it's cool. Um, we, we travel together as a team. We live together, we eat together, we lift weights together. In the same way with firefighting, too. I mean, you live with those guys for 24 hours. They're your family, and when you're on the road on bobsled, um, I mean, those are your, that's your family. So there's a lot of similarities. Good deal. Well, we look forward to hopefully uh, getting to talk with you again sometime in, yeah, in and around if you're going to be in around the I'll Greenwood I'll be in Greenwood a, a lot coming up. So. Yeah. Well, we're here Mondays and Thursday afternoons, so please feel free to and you got start by. We'll, Definitely, uh, yeah. Gamecock, Tiger, Paladin. <laughs> Paladin's I guess fine. Paladin. Paladin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went, yeah, tried out a Go Dens. I'll yeah. do it. Go Dens. Paladin, yeah. <laughs> So I appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate it, Casey. Thanks. All right, Casey Wickline joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. And always a lot of fun to have uh, former athletes uh, make their way into the Howards on Main, and all of a sudden we just uh, show up and (laughs) drag them into the microphone and say, hey, uh, come on here and talk with us a little bit. But glad to have him with us. We we went and looked up uh, a little bit about Casey, too. Found out, what, he can dunk a basketball in the seventh grade? Uh, from Eastside High School, graduated there. So uh, an, another athlete uh, from not necessarily Lakeland, but the Upstate does good, uh, you know, for Team USA. Yes, well, I mean, you don't see that area. And like I said, we just sitting in here, and the guy comes up and says, you want to talk to an Olympian guy? I was like, yeah, bring him back. And then he comes back, and here we go. And so we appreciate it. We're going to have him back on again. Uh, Stan's going to get to wear the speed suit. Uh, since he missed out on the interview, and, and you're we'll, the short straw man. We'll go. We'll go. Well, I, you're not gonna see me get in his. I can tell you that. <laughs> not with my little four foot tail, but um, just a great interview. And like I said, you never know what's gonna happen at Howard's Domain. Well, you never know in. what's gonna happen on the Lakeland Sports Guys. You Any, don't. Just in the last few months, <laughs> we've we've had national champions. We've had state champions. Now we've got an Olympian. I mean, you know. Who's going to walk through the door next? If you see him, let me know because I don't mind talking to him. So we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> and you can't miss Casey if you see him out and about uh, about 6'1". He's a big guy. Um, I don't think he's quite 240, maybe 230, 235. You, you, you were right there and I was right here and you looked at him in the face. Who did he remind you of? 
I thought about the when Incredible I saw, Hulk. I thought when I saw him, <laughs> he had these arms just bulging out of his shirt, and I'm thinking he looks like Brooks Kepka <laughs> because of the black hair, and then the yeah, arms were. That's like, true. He does. He does. I was like, wow. And then this dude's over there. You know, he's just so cool, calm, and collected. And like I said, he had a chance to. Free plug into it, the guys he's hoping to get a job for, but without throwing that plug, he might just have lost his deal. So, it, would it not be cool to have a foreign man on the Lakeland Sports guys going around talking about the Olympics everywhere? He might get us in a couple of doors. Well, hey, or at least not hey, some hey, of the world games. He, 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 might, sure. he might get us into St. Moritz over in Switzerland. We might get to take a, oh, if a, I, a, little, I would love a little trip. Trust me, if I'm going back over there, I'm not coming home. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> we'll do Lakeland Sports guys. Y'all call me over there from the Swiss Alps and we'll, just, we'll have a good time. But yeah, you know, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, and uh, like I said, I've got another, you and I thought about got another interview we're going to do with a guy who played 17 years of minor league baseball, never gave up, has written a couple books and probably the biggest Montreal Exposed guy I've ever talked to myself. So look forward to maybe get that done maybe next week, next two weeks. And uh, got moving and change, hoping they're going to come in and jaw with us, come get them a uh, – They're too busy doing new coaches real right well, now, That's so. what you're doing on Thursday. So might as well just <laughs> – we'll just do one show on Thursday and bring everybody in here to do it with it. So that makes sense there. But just like I said, you're just lucky. You never know what's going to happen. So – Always a lot of fun to find out who's going to be here at Howard's on Maiden in the, in the process of all that, too, because uh, he just walked through the door, and lo and behold. Well, and and we're, we're open to interview any former athlete from the Lakelands area. I mean, if you're in town visiting mom and dad and <laughs> you want to come grab a bite of lunch on Monday or Thursday, you know, come a little bit later. We're usually here around one thirty to 2. You know, by mm-hmm. 2 o'clock, we're all usually here. We can set up real quick, and no we can tape Tom's the interview. Got while, set up. And they, we can tape the interview while you're waiting on your food, or we can let you come on live <laughs> after you get through eating to try to keep you awake. But, uh, As a matter of fact, Stan set it up for me because I had already asked to get Howard. You're talking about Robert Brooks. Come on home, see your yeah. mama, and come in here and see your boys. And let's let's because uh, he's got a lot to. He's been in the paper a lot around here lately. Yeah, right. It was his yeah. induction, and and I know even the mayor left out of town to go down to, to go to that to that. Well, he left today with um, the uh, surrender Cooper trailer. Yeah, he, he did. was on his way out of town yeah. when I drove. I figured they'd so. be over here. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they're playing tonight at. McCormick with the medallions because you know they, they do intertwine be. a little bit of yeah. stuff like that. He might be. He was on his way out of town with awesome. that trailer with that guy. So, anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on college wise because uh, there's been some college baseball that has been oh, uh, good and bad, the good and the ugly, um, as you want to say. I wish I had the cleanest wood, cleanest wood theme here. We <laughs> good, bad, yeah. and the ugly to I go can't along with it. <laughs> In the process, but uh, we'll start with Carolina because the Gamecocks, they went and took on Georgia, 10-30 game uh, to open up the SEC tournament in that regard. And, and Stan, that game went really well. It did, and, and, you know, it was 10-30 our time, but we forget that they're playing in Hoover, Alabama. The first pitch was at 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) Uh, I mean, wake-up call. For us, anyway. Wake-up call at 6 o'clock in the morning for them. You know, eat breakfast, get to the ballpark. Get your BP done, and at 9:30 you're playing against some pretty good baseball players. Uh, you need to wake up early. And like I said, a team we didn't really match yeah. up well with. with and, yeah. But like yeah, I, I said, ended up beating them nine and, to nothing in the process. With, 
And with the pitching Good staff pitching. being hurt as much as we have to bring out King and a few of these other guys, I mean, the guy threw tremendous for the first six innings. I mean, it started like four games all year. His leg is spot on. You know, and uh, then, of course, we run into that bus <laughs> all this LSU. Yeah. But uh, even that was a, a a pretty entertaining game for, for ball games. And now you're still alive. You still get to play another game, so – um, who, we don't know who we're going to play yet, do we? Texas A&M, oh, okay. I think. Texas I think. A&M was this morning. Yep, that's what I thought. Ended up being 5 yeah. nothing yeah, in favor of the yeah. Aggies. Yeah. Um, so that was there. We're and, actually – You know, you're actually what? <laughs> resting on what we've done this year. And, and just going back, just I, in all honesty, this was the problem I had. You had to win a couple games. Played well. Uh, just yeah. Better than I thought we played, and let's just yeah. say that. Uh, now we got to sit back. And like I said, it was on one of the sports shows this morning – the NCAA looks at the last 15 games of the year, and that is going to hurt the Gamecocks baseball. I'm going to tell you right there, it's going to hurt us because we have not played well down the stretch. You do injuries or do whatever. Um, so you and I were joking. I was like, well, we're going to either be at Coastal or we're going to be at Clemson. I don't think we get a host site, then you made more sense than anything. They getting our butt out of here. We're not going to send you to Florida no, or I'm, somewhere. The word I heard was that we're going to Coastal. I, well, I, That's hey, what I heard. Or even Tennessee. Tennessee lost yeah, early, too, yeah. and, and but, uh, you could possibly end up there. A&M was a game I thought we could win. I really yeah. thought that was a game that we could play well enough to get that, that needed win. But win. here again, it's, I mean, three games that they played in Hoover. <laughs> three games. Every one of them, 9.30 start times. Yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, a lot of <laughs> maybe your seniors and your six-year guys they hadn't played a 9.30 ball game in forever. Now, your freshmen coming in, yeah, that travel team from the year before, they probably played some 9.30 tournament games. But uh, uh, 9.30 yeah. in the morning is early to be it seeing is. a 92-mile-an-hour well, fastball I mean, coming at your head. But, there again, you put yourself in that dilemma Position, because you right. got to – I mean, you got to just play better doing and – I, and I think really what hurt us and what just makes me so daggling mad is these midweek games to, like, North Florida who have got a losing record. Yeah. I mean, a bad losing record. They might yeah. got nine total wins all year and one's yeah. against us at Carolina. I, and just, I mean, that's what has killed us. And now, like I said, we're going to sit back now and see where we go. To be honest, I don't necessarily want to go play Gary Gilmore. I'm gonna just be straight up about it. <laughs> I would almost rather play Clemson, but I'm like you. I, I maybe who's another one of the maybe East Carolina because I think they're still playing pretty well. Yeah, but they're not. They're not expecting East Carolina yeah. to host Arkansas. Oh, may right, end up right, hosting. Yeah. So if Arkansas, yeah. then but, but would they send us to another SEC team? I don't think so. So it would, to me, it's either going to be Clemson or Coastal. One yeah, of the two. I, so, stay where you want to go. I'm, I'm going to Coastal. That uh, way I can go see both teams. I, <laughs> and I he's got kind of room there. We're going him. Yeah, he's got to work on a second <laughs> house. I got a free place to stay and, Coastal. and food and well, everything. That, oh, that's all he had to say. I got a bag packed now. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to go to Conway. and and uh, But that will be an electric atmosphere. Like I said, I put on – I just showed you all what they've done with the Ferris wheel on Ocean yeah. Boulevard, man, it's teal. And that is just so cool that, that they've done thought about that much to put teal lights on that thing as long as they're still playing. So if it's like, like Carolina and the lights go out, it's over with. They just take everything down. But um, <laughs> just the fact that we're still in it, though, Stan, that's really all you can do. And like I said, the way those two guys pitch, mm -hmm. the, the the younger guys pitch and the locations and strikes instead of balls, that means a lot. But base but running is going to have to be the – It's got to improve. And, and that's the one improve. thing, if you look at Coastal. Coastal and Carolina are 
a lot alike in some respects. Uh, right now, with the Carolina pitching staff being decimated by injuries, Coastal's pitching staff hadn't hadn't been that great all year, but their offense has been lights out. I mean, it's and it and it hadn't been any drop off, you know. So it it could be a good it could be a good regional game down there. I mean, I like what you're saying, and I, I'm not totally against this baseball team, but, I mean, all year long, all we, we've done is live by that long ball, and that's yeah. all it was like we focused on. And then now I don't know that we can hit one out. I know I know, Pitcher hit one or Petra hit one out last night or yeah. yesterday afternoon, uh, and he's one step closer to Smokes, or is he that's already tied? That's, that puts him with 22. Him and the LSU guy yeah. are going at it, at it yeah. which LSU's going to have another extra game, but – um, so that's just interesting. I, like I said, we just got where we go. We got to play. Yeah, I'm more inclined to be for the new the new pitchers we got going out there. They seem to be wanting to show that they want to play next year. Yeah, and they want to be out there as opposed to I am about hitting because you know when you you know early in the year we're scoring nine, ten, eleven runs a game, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can we keep this face up? And the answer is no. And now we're struggling to score three and four. And uh, the pitching is going. The pitching. I think the pitching is going to be better now. We just got to put it on our hitting coaches and, and and let's go. And I mean, if you do go to Coastal and, and Gary Gilmore, you better take your bats with you because yep. you're going to need them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The other game uh, that took place last night, and I was watching that yep. while you were watching the uh, 5A baseball championship, uh, was Clemson and uh, Virginia Tech, and that one ended up being. Uh, shall we say, just a slugfest as Clemson ends yeah. up scoring seven in the fourth or fifth inning, I think it was, and went on to – But they were down when they scored that. So it was two to back. six when, yeah, I when mean, that happened. You know, and I'm like – Or two to five. When I flipped it over there, I said, I couldn't believe that Clemson was down that much that early. And I'm thinking – In the third. Is, is Virginia Tech really that good? You know, and, of course, then – Clemson's bats came alive, and next thing you know, it's a 10-5 ball game, you know, and game over. <laughs> Ended but, up being uh, 17-5 at the end of it. Yeah, so. whatever it was. It was way too many to not enough. Cam, Cam Grice again. <laughs> let me just – Well, uh, when you texted me, I said, by the way, Grice just hit a grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've been so, maybe aiming. But how impressed were you? Did you see the interview afterwards with Grice? Uh-uh. Um, afterwards, they asked him out, flying out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you did something that no Clemson player has ever done. You've hit three grand slams in the course of a season. Um, what do you think about that? He said, basically, he he said, well, I couldn't do it without the other guys getting, getting on, base on base in front of me. Yeah, um, which is is so backish. Uh, when you look at coach and the way that he is coaching these guys up to be a team player and not an individual. Well, and you got to, you know, you got to understand, I don't care how you get on base. Yeah, I'd like to see you hit the ball, but a walk's as good as a single. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're still going to first base. If yeah. you get hit by a pitch, which we don't want you to do because there could Virginia be Tech injuries. did a lot. <laughs> but, you know, try to get out of the way. But if you can't get out of the way, just consider that a win because you 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 walking down to first. We'll get you some, some – something to put on it and make it make the hurt go away a little bit but uh, <laughs> uh we won't we won't we need base runners yeah and i think grace did get plunked there in the thigh that one time and uh it looked like it didn't bother him until he got to first base and he's like "Ooh, that hurt a little bit yeah, more. now i got <laughs> i got to start rubbing this thing <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna leave a mark <laughs> so, and i saw one i don't i forgot what game it was in it wasn't a clemson game it was one of the sec games pitcher a ball got away from him, 
and they showed it in slow motion replay, the ball come right across the bill of the cat's hat. And he's he's getting out of the way. And it's like the ball's chasing him. You know, he's <laughs> you can't have him wild pitch, you know, but it means. was a wild pitch and it was right at his wild head. Wild pitch will follow you. I'm like, Good Lord, that you know, and it had to be, you know, one of them ninety mile an hour fastballs that just got away from mm-hmm. him and it just and it just turned into him. Good gracious. <laughs> so the, the reflexes the reflex that's what gets me. You watch somebody's third baseman and these cats are using well they're not aluminum bats now, they're composite, but they're using these composite bats and the balls are come oh, they show it on home runs, you know, well, exit speed hundred and eight. Well they don't show that when it's a line drive down the third baseline. You know, they don't tell you how fast the ball came or right over bat. the mound. They don't, yeah. you don't have to. Right back the third baseman's diving out of the way. He's you know, like you're going to make a play on the line, but he's getting out of the way. But that, and that's one thing, you know, as a <laughs> Which coach. Which I learned how to do that real well. So. Yeah, and this is one thing, and I, I hate to see it, especially at the college level. High school level, you can coach it. But infielders, you got to have your glove on the ground when the ball's pitched. I'm sorry. It's, you've got to do it. And it's for your protection because the natural reaction and a re- it's a reflex to it bring is. the glove up in front of you. But if you got your glove kind of hanging at your waist, you got to think, I got to get the ball up. It's a reflex action. Well, Stan, that's something that you teach in high school. So, yeah. So these yeah. guys in college ought to know that now. Yeah. Um, not to say that it, it won't find you. Uh, a bad hop's going to find a man's chin. Yeah. Yeah. Nose, face, teeth, whatever. A bad house gonna find that. It just that's just always the nature of that beast. But who have we got? Who's Clemson got left? Who, who's we got next? BEC coming up eleven o'clock yeah. tomorrow. And um, BCB that'll be at Bulls Park. No, Virginia Tech beat BC. Yeah, the day before. Yeah. Okay, that's how so, y'all play. But this, yeah. they play that round. Well, it's not really a round robin. It's, it's a robin type. Yeah, yeah it's, it's some like kind it. of weird <laughs> something or other. But the thing is, if if pool uh, play, let's yeah. call it that pool play. True. So, uh, but. Clemson does need to win in order to advance. That's the thing there. And, with, and what, disappoint, what disappoints me with the ACC tournament being in Durham, you, you look at, and it doesn't matter, flip on the game, and there may be 200 people in the stands. There weren't a lot in any of the games. Yeah, I, that's right. Even I'm the saying. Virginia game. So, ACC, there. you know, everybody's fussing about money and revenue. Why not bring that game back to Greenville where you put – you know, 20,000 people in the stands yeah. a night. Well, I'm glad you brought that and up like, because the ACC did come out with a press release on Wednesday that we all heard about um, and saying that they are making plans to solidify um, here in the coming months uh, a way to uh, – what did they call it? They said teams that excel yeah. would get it. Well, so that well, would be that, a way that, to that's, keep up. That's that. That's that. Ten million dollar bonus. Yeah, but this this is this is just a patch uh, yeah. to keep the air in yeah. until such time they can come up with something else. Yeah. Let's just call I it still what it agree is. with Jim Steele. The ACC is a dead conference, and within probably five to ten years, it'll no longer exist. What are we going to call a new super conference? Because that's where the, that's where they'll all be. We yeah. may be with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, and, but it's things like that. I mean, and. Uh, well, I mean, Hoover, to me, Hoover's a dead place. I mean, yeah, you don't. Yeah. I mean, you, you got you Alabama, it. Auburn down there, and I mean, that's who's coming to all the games. And I mean, they well, don't have the greatest crowds. I mean, and they've been there for twenty six years. Yeah. It's time to go to a new venue. And if we go anywhere to be Atlanta, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, so. Atlanta's fine. Charlotte's fine. Why not? Well, the go thing back, is, you, you won't know? be able to use a major ballpark. You're right because 
But uh, any major city has a college that has a ballpark. I'm sorry, they do. I, I mean, you're not going to go to Abbeville, South Carolina to play the ACC tournament. You can go to Greenville and play at Floor Field. You can go to Greenville and play at Furman. Go to Augusta and play at, at Jackets. Yeah, Jack, I mean, there's places you can go. And you can play at minor league ballparks as long as they know what weekend you coming, what week you coming, they can schedule their guys out if they if they're in season at that time. And that's the but thing, if you plan you it got, a year you, or two ahead, then you're gonna know. And if you and if I'm the ACC commissioner and I'm looking around and I'm seeing more people show up at the ACC softball tournament mm-hmm. than they are at the ACC baseball tournament, I'm scratching my head. I'm calling it, why did this happen? Why? Did, I mean, we got just as many. To, we got the number one baseball team in the nation, and we can't put 300 people in the stands when they play. What's wrong with this picture? Location, Let, let's, location, it's, location. It's, it's real estate, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's real geographics. Yeah, let's geographics. get it out of Durham. Okay, everybody likes to see the bull in the outfield. But here's a question for you. If the uh, collegiate player hits a home run and hits the ball, does he still get the free state? <laughs> Don't know. Probably I, not. But, NIL, but the ball will go can. off. Yeah, so you, you might. But uh, it is – it is you can do it now. <laughs> it's right. just whether or not they'll do it. The one other thing I've got uh, that came out this week was news about the Florida Gators and the Georgia Bulldogs continuing on with the world's largest cocktail parody. I mean, the uh, – uh, <laughs> It is what it is. That's what it I'm all, what I mean, I'm all what, always calling that. That's what too, everybody's going to call it until they go to the home and away situation and get out of that. Uh, yeah, well, we know no. it's not going to happen now for no. another two years. And Jacksonville has already said they're making all kinds of improvements down there mm-hmm. uh, in order to keep the game that there so it's not going to make Kirby Smart any happier or the fans for the Georgia Bulldogs as of right now the Florida Gators I'm sure they're probably loving it because it's down oh, there yeah. in their neighborhood neighborhood yep the only, way, the only way that game would get moved is like it did the one time when they renovated the stadium and the stadium was not available that's the only way they'll go back to a home and away and it'll be for two years, and then they'll be back in the stadium. Yeah, I don't know what the improvements are that they're making. I That's don't supposed either. to be announced later on, but uh, they did announce that, yeah, it's going to be two They're doing years. a good bit. I mean, you can ride by and see it right there. They're doing a lot of stuff in Jacksonville for it. Here's the thing about Kirby. Who has Kirby become to you? Well, he's become uh, he's, he's Nick, Nick Saban, Saban now. Yeah. Exactly. He nothing make this guy's won two national championships, and he's the most unhappy. He was like you know humbug at Christmas time, man. The what makes me unhappy is your schedule. Well, here again, he's <laughs> following so, Nick. Nick, give him the blueprint. Nick like, gave him the blueprint. What do you expect? Well, I don't uh, think it's the coaching staff that make these schedules. They don't. I think this is well, the athletic well, department that makes But he does have a say in he it. He has a say in it, and it's the non-conference schedule. The, the conference schedule, he can't do nothing about. No. Except start hollering and screaming and kicking about playing 10 or 9 conference games and you don't have all those non-conference games that you could play the little sisters of the poor. Oh, yeah. That's what they don't want to do. And there are some coaches that don't want to do that, and then there's others that say, yeah, I want to play non-conference games. (laughs) They're loaded, man. Just play play the Jets and the Patriots, man. You're loaded. All right. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it has been a lot of fun. I had a lot to talk about. Again, want to thank uh, Casey Wicklock for coming in, talking with us uh, about uh, the Olympic sport of bobsledding and his experience competing for Team USA. That was a pleasure to have him in. Um, we're going to be watching ladies softball, the Tigers in action tomorrow against number yep. one Oklahoma. By the way, they uh, practice today and they have dog therapy, puppy therapy coming up later tonight. So uh, they're going to be ready. They'll be through that puppy therapy and ready to go and take on Oklahoma. I'm thinking Howard's doing a thing at the splash pad too, probably. Because I see him. Oh, yeah, they got Uptown Greenwood event. Like I said, you're Howard supporter like we are, man. Go on up there and see him at the splash pad. And find a take spring your game. Suit. Yeah, take a spring game and then bring your bathing suit over there. Oh, let's go to spring game and go to splash That's right. pad. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> just remember, B-Rad is in the house. Yep. Cold beers. <laughs> As always, that's Chris Cox. Stan Spivey, I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.